Blog Talk Radio.
when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shall rule from Jerusalem for 1,000 years with a rod of, of iron, the Bible says. In Revelation 14, 8, and there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, the great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So, <clears throat> Babylon, this is what they call mystery Babylon, which, like I said, is not something new, but certainly will be ramped up during the tribulation period. I want to go to the book of Jude, if I could. There's only one chapter there. And verse 3, he says, Beloved, when I gave you all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it is needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which is once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained in this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So here we see Jude <clears throat> warning of men creeping in to organize religion, preaching other isms and other isms other than Jesus Christ. Now, if a religion, if you're going to call it that, does not have Jesus Christ as the center, and I might add Jesus Christ and him crucified, if they point to any other entity or deity, so, so to speak, man-made, contrived in the minds of mind, uh, the, uh, uh, the minds of men, vain imaginations, going about to establish their own righteousness, Paul said, from such things, turn away. And he says, if they do not put Jesus Christ and him crucified at the center, then that religion is false. Are there false religions in the world today? Of course there is. Many of them. Many of them have nations captive. Many countries have thousands and thousands and thousands of gods. And the Bible says, whatsoever you allow to reign on the throne of your heart is what you worship. Where your heart is, is where your treasure's at. So Jude warns that there will be men crept in unawares. And they will have false doctrine. The Bible declares they are wolves in sheep's clothing. And this religion here, this uh, false religion is, is large with much influence. And John said that God's about to judge, and he called it the great whore. In the book of Hosea, we see the Lord speaking to this prophet and telling him to go marry a prostitute named Gomer. And, of course, we know what happened. She left, and, and they had children, and there was names given to them. Those names meant something. But this was a type of Israel leaving the plan of God, leaving and breaking the covenant of God. Well, today we live under the covenant of Jesus Christ. And if you don't accept him, 
and you go after other isms and schisms, then the Bible declares you are whoring after other gods. Now, men take the path of least resistance, like water and electricity. Okay? Our situation is that we uh, like to bow to the flesh. The Bible says we war against the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And anything that caters to the flesh, then men, and when I say men, I mean mankind, has this uh, thing of adapting that to their lifestyle, accepting that, because it really doesn't require anything, and it, and it feels good. And <clears throat> it pampers the flesh, the carnality of man. And many religions today are based on carnality. They are based on fleshly attributes. And God is going to judge false religion. He's going to judge all those. Now listen to me. All those that do not accept Jesus Christ. If men do not accept Christ, then there's no way those men can be saved. If men do not take on the plan of God. And the plan of God is John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Then man cannot be saved. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Now, man down through the ages in religious uh, ceremonies today, they shed blood. Animals, chickens, goats, whatever, whatever it might be. But that blood means nothing. The blood in the Old Testament of, of the many animals, it was, a, it was a type of Jesus Christ. But Peter said that we are not saved by that blood. We are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, the perfect, perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So this great whore refers to all the false religions of the world that men had devised as a substitute for Christianity. In other words, preaching outside the realm and not preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. And God's only way is through Jesus Christ. And it says here that many waters, and that's the multitude of people that will be deceived by these false religions. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 24, he said, take heed that no man deceive you. The Bible declares the way is narrow. The Bible declares that this life, there will be pressure in it. Because we're not going the way of the majority of the world. We are like a salmon swimming upstream, going against the current. Now, the current of the world is very evident today. Men will wax worse and worse. Iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall grow cold. Many will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. We... We live in a day where people are absolutely mimicking Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, you can see it. It's not, it's not hard to see. We're not living in normal times. As Isaiah 1.9 says, it had not been for what? A remnant. That we would all have been as Sodom and all have been as Gomorrah. See, that those cities are destroyed, but that spirit lives on. Lives on. So... It's where we're at. Uh, we're in those peerless times that Paul told Timothy about. 
And there are many, many false religions today, and God's going to judge them. God is going to judge them. When God is finished, there'll be one standing. That'll be Jesus Christ and him crucified. He's not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back as a lion. He'll always be the lamb of God, takes away the sins of the world. But when he comes back, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's coming back as king of kings and lord of lords. And see, there's systems and organizations and religions today that resist that. You know, that men or mankind possibly govern themselves without going into chaos. And you know, that's not happening. I mean, history's proven that. Without God, without the plan of God, men are free falling. Okay, verse 2, Revelation 17. Now listen to what it says here. Whom the kings of the earth are the higher-ups who embrace cultic activity have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have made drunk, have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. A uh, type of inebriation, so to speak. Intoxicated by the Spirit of this world, which is Antichrist, which can be intoxicating, which have deceived many. So, so all religions that is devised by men is man-based. If a man comes out with a different revelation other than the Word of God, if a man comes out and says that Jesus Christ did not fulfill what he was supposed to do on the face of the earth, and there are men that have come out and said that in our modern era, that there's another revelation of Jesus Christ. No, there's not. No, there's not. And that's when men go into falsehood. That's when men go into cultic activity. When men try to establish another Jesus. Paul said that men will preach another Jesus. And he said, if, if angels preach another Jesus, let them be accursed. Because Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. The mystery that was given by Paul concerning Jesus Christ, of how he justifies us, sanctifies us, and in the future will glorify us all through what he did at the cross. We're ongoing. Our sanctification is progressive. We haven't made it yet. Paul said, I haven't ascertained. I haven't got there yet. But yet I'm going to press towards the high mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. So we're talking today about spiritual fornication. Children of Israel and the Gentile world today under spiritual fornication. We see it all through the Bible. In the book of Romans, chapter 7, Paul wrote in verse 1, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she marrieth to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free. 
from the law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Now listen. That you should be married to another, even to him who raised, raised from the dead and who should bring forth fruit unto God. That's Romans chapter 7, verse 1 through 4. That the law, though it was not done away with, it certainly means something, was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And we can't serve two masters, and we can't keep the law. Now, basically, modern-day religion or this, this these false religions is going to be judged, and it, it, it it's a high thing. Uh, I'll probably scare you to death know how high it is and how established it is. If we do not put on Christ, he says we should bring forth fruit unto God, that we are married to Christ because of what he did at the cross 2,000 years ago. This is where the law was fulfilled. See. There's many laws. There's a written law, the spoken word. I mean, law after law after law after all that man has contrived in their own mind going about to establish their own righteousness. But the law is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And the law is fulfilled in two things. The Bible declares, if you love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself, the Bible says you've kept the law. In Romans 12, 2, listen to what he says here. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't be conformed to this world or the religions of this world, and don't think for one minute that you could compile them all in one little basket and choose one. Come out right. If you don't choose Jesus, then you're going. You're wrong. You're going the wrong direction. First John two fifteen. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. James four four. Ye adulterers and adulteress, know ye not that the friendship of the world is an enemy or hostility with God? Whosoever therefore would be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Romans 18.3, I'm sorry, Revelation 18.3, for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth committed fornication with her, and the merchants are there for a wax rich through the abundance of her delicacy. Now this is, of course, talking also about the political Babylon, which work hand in hand. So he warns us, don't give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And beware when men go about to establish their own righteousness. And beware when men talk <clears throat> of Jesus Christ in a general sense. And never elevate him to where he belongs, which is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. The only, the captain of our salvation. The only one to ever die. The only one to ever resurrect the first fruits of the death, of, of the, the fruits of death, the first fruits of death, and now sitting at the right hand of the Father, waiting to come back and establish his kingdom. That's who we're talking about today. And you can't you can't mix him in. So you can't live by inclusion. You can't take all the religions of the world and compile them in to one <clears throat> basket, so to speak. Choose one. Because if you don't choose Jesus Christ, you've chosen the wrong one. And all these religions are going to be judged according to what the Word of God says. 
verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman set up on a scarlet collared beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Now this woman is false religion, where the woman is the world church. Be religious, especially during this time, under the guise of the false prophet. People are going to be very, very, very religious. People are religious today. Because, well, I'm a free spirit. I don't serve any. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Everybody serves something. Every man is under the subjection and influence of something in their lives. Every religious effort that attempts to take the place of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice is a wilderness. So carried away in the spirit in the wilderness. As we said before, the woman is organized religion and claiming to have a way of salvation or victory other than the way of God. What did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father except it be through me. And that scarlet collar there probably indicates the great persecution. Religion persecutes Jesus Christ. Many religious people persecute Jesus Christ. See, religious, everybody says, well, that's Christian. Not necessarily. A lot of religious people live under the guise of false religion. It says, a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy and having seven heads and ten horns. Now, these seven heads and ten horns represent nations of uh, who the Antichrist and the false prophets going to have um, influence on. See, the Bible says many will be deceived during this time. Many will, I mean, they, they, will, they will die on account of their belief in false doctrine. And they're going to be judged. False religion will be judged. Listen to me. Jesus Christ is not going to come back to this earth and cohabitate with all these false religions, with this mystery Babylon, so to speak. What's going to happen? He's going to be King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Verse 4. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet in color and decked with gold, precious stones, pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abomination and filthiness or fornication. She's not going to be ugly. She's going to be very attractive, very beguiling, seductive. The world, a lot of products today in the world are marketed by seduction, from hamburgers to cars. Now, it, it, it's just a fact that the old saying is, all that glitters is not gold. So know that the enemy never shows us behind the scenes, but always with an outward appearance of this is great. Embrace this. This is what you need. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet collar. And decked with gold and precious stones. And these could point to the 
prosperity and the richness of religions, false religions today. How they gain their money. How they fleece the flock, so to speak. Putting money at the head of everything. I would that you prosper and be healthy even as your soul prospers, the word of God says. But the Bible says this, that the love of not money, not money, not money, but the love of money, the lust for money, is the root of what? All evil. That's something, isn't it? And it says here, having a golden cup in her hand. But what's in this cup? What's in this cup? It looked good on the outside, but in this cup, which most don't see, is abominations and the filthiness of our fornication of our false doctrine. Be deceived. And just to be honest, and you know it, and this day under the cloak of quote unquote Christianity, are false religions. If they deviate from the Word of God, if they leave the precepts of this book I'm holding in my hand, if they don't rightly divide the word of truth, they don't take things out of context. See? The scripture's linked. you got to read the scripture above and the scripture below. You just can't read one. Everything's connected here. God wrote this book. Man didn't write this book. This word's quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, the Bible declares. So the true callers, see, and the Bible says even today that we can have discernment of what's false and what's right. He says, don't be deceived. We should be like the sons of Issachar who discerned the times. The gift, one of the gifts of the Spirit is discernment, to discern wrong spirits. And the test bench is the Word of God. If people leave the lids of this Bible, then they're veering off into false religion, which the Bible declares is damnable. For they shall believe a lie, be damned. Thin line. Thin line. Very, very thin line. Revelation 17, 5. Upon our forehead, now there's a marking here that's very plain. Was a name written, and my Bible's all capitalized. Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots for fornication and abominations of the earth. That's a strong statement. That she is the, the hotbed, so to speak, the fertile ground of false religion, which is thriving today, today's society, thriving. Though this word mystery. This is the separation from spiritual Babylon to literal Babylon, the political center, the, the, the center of commerce. Today we're talking about the religious system that God Almighty through Jesus Christ will judge. See, all the things are going to be eradicated according to the word of God. Verse 6, Revelation 17. And I saw the woman drunken, listen, with the blood of the saints, which is persecution, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. This points to the millions in the church age, the many today that's martyred 
that already have given their lives for the cause of Jesus Christ from the time of the birth of the New Testament to this very day. Many have given their lives and lost their lives and have been persecuted and killed. Because of their stand for Jesus Christ. And this and this just is amazing. Amazing to John. It's a wonder to him. In other words, how did this all come about? Who's the father of all lies? Who's the beguiler? Who's the accuser? Satan, of course. No longer Lucifer. He's not the light bearer anymore. He's Satan, the resistor. So this religious aspect or entities is going to persecute the true church. That's why there's so much problem in the church today, in the church world, so to speak. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. But only he that does the will of the Father. See, there's a doctrine. People hate that word. But there's a doctrine of Jesus Christ. And it's based on him crucified resurrected and ascending and our belief that someday he will descend in like manner. There again, I've said many times, we put him in the center. You're not going to go wrong. You're not going to go wrong. Verse 7, Revelation 17. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and the beast that carrieth her, which have the seven heads and ten horns. Verse 8, the beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose name, listen, whose names are not written in the book of life and the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. We see a, another criteria here that those that names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life fall into total deception. So if you don't need just, if you don't know Jesus Christ, then you're setting yourself up for deception. He is the discerner. Okay, the beast, the beast who you saw. A lot of commentaries say this was the fallen angel who helped the leaders of the empires in the past in efforts to destroy Israel. And this beast was not active during the time of John. And then we, we've read about the bottomless pit. And this, this, the, this fallen angel that comes out of the bottomless pit too. Now, these, these angels... Dark angels, we don't call them that, are here to deceive, to help those that are deceived. Then it says, <clears throat> The beast that thou sawest was and is not shall descend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, perdition or destruction. Study that verse. Study that verse. But it's the entity that's now active during the tribulation period. And this entity will bring with it strong delusion and strong deception. 
In Revelation 20.10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. This is where all these systems are going to wind up. Verse 9, Revelation 17. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman setteth. And there are seven kings, five are fallen. One, one is, and the other is not. Yet come, when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Now, there's only one city in the world that's set on seven hills, and that's seven mountains. That's, that's uh, Rome. That's Rome. And the seven kings... Many commentators say these seven kings are Julius Caesar, Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, Nero, Domitia, and then the last, the Antichrist. So all these things, see, as, as, as Daniel revealed to Nebuchadnezzar his dream, that you are the head of gold, the nations down through the ages, down to the ten toes, and then the rock made without hands will come down and crush the ten toes. This is the Gentile dispensation coming to an end. This rock right now, in this particular time period we're talking about, is judging the world. And of course, the rock is none other than a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it says, the last part of verse 10, and he must continue a short space, which we know he'll be revealed during the seven-year what tribulation period. In the middle of that tribulation period, he'll really ramp things up in the last three and a half years, havoc and confusion and chaos will be on the face of the earth. But there's an ending coming. And God in increments is going to judge every faction to ever come against him. And today we are talking about him judging false religions. The next time we'll continue on on into verse 18. We'll start with verse 11. Uh, study this book. The Bible says if you study this book, and I don't know anything about it, dear Lord, I'm a student also. I certainly haven't uh, mastered it. But I'll tell that. But my focus is Jesus Christ. We put Jesus Christ in the middle of it. Focus upon him. It's, this book's about him. Revelation is the revelation, the apocalypse of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, we get caught up on dates and time, and, and it's very important. Timelines are so important. I understand all that. But when we study from the perspective of Jesus Christ, who he was, what he did, what he's going to do, and know today he's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If you don't get anything else, they know that you must seek him. That he is our salvation. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Seek, you shall find, knock, and shall be opened. He took stripes on his back for our healing. He was chastised for our peace of mind. And he's still saving today. 
And for what's coming and what the future is going to be, we're going to need him. Remember, every time there was something going on with deception or judgment or taking a mark, those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, which I don't believe the church is going to be, but I believe that time people will be saved. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life always escape what's going on. The book of Exodus, God said, I put separation between Egypt and Israel. And he does that today. He puts separation between modern-day Babylon and the church. But we are called out, the ecclesia, the called-out ones. Seeking why I may be found. Know that we're in the days and the time that these things are future, but yet they're coming upon us very, very rapidly. Many preachers say we can hear the horses of the hear the hoofbeats of, of the horses of the apocalypse, the four horsemen. Things are changing rapidly. Everything's pointing towards the coming of the Lord. Don't be found wanting. Don't be like the five foolish that didn't keep their their lamps trimmed and their lamps full of oil. Seek him while he may be found. For today is the day of grace and mercy, the day of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you for everything you've done, what you're going to do. Lord, we endeavor today to teach your word. And Lord, let the Holy Spirit, Lord, you're the teacher. The Holy Ghost is the teacher, the comforter, the one that guides and leads. And we ask you today, each and every one that hears this word, that your spirit would be around in the Bible and you would teach him, Father. And you, Lord, you make proper application to their lives and what they need. We ask you to heal those bodies today, Lord, heal those chronic illnesses. Touch the minds and hearts of the people. In Jesus' holy, righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon.